Matthew chapter number 7, if you found it and are able to, let's stand together for the reading of the Word of God. Matthew 7, beginning in verse number 24, the Bible says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. And he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. We just sang the song a few moments ago on how firm a foundation And I want to preach out of these few verses for the next few moments this morning on the subject matter, a foundation to build upon. A foundation to build upon. Let's have a word of prayer, then you can be seated. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, if there's ever a time, Lord, I don't want to be in the power of my flesh. Lord, I need you this morning. Lord, what you have burdened my heart with for our church family and those that are live streaming this morning, Lord, I pray that that message would be conveyed not just to their ears, but to their hearts. Lord, we're thankful for what we've heard. We're thankful for being able to sing. Thankful for a new church that's going to get started over in Keene. Lord, they need a foundation to build upon. And Lord, I'm so thankful that according to the Word of God, you've given us that foundation. And so, Lord, I pray you'd help us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. A foundation to build upon as we look here in the Scriptures. And may I go ahead and remind us that as we look into this passage of Scripture, we can make this application to several different areas of our lives. Let me say that it can be applied to our young people. That is, they are building their life, that they can build it upon this foundation. As young couples tie that knot, I don't know why they call it tying a knot. I think Bobby and Priscilla taught us about that, and maybe tying that knot is a noose that she was holding up there, and uh, that's another story, but you can go ask Bobby over there, and uh, when he wrote down their wedding date on the calendar, he wrote down wedding day and drew a noose on that day. And so that's where that came from. I don't think that's the knot that we're talking about as far as when young couples will tie the knot. May I remind us that this foundation that we'll speak about today is the foundation that families can be established upon. Not just marriages to be able to keep the husband and wife together, but as they're raising children, especially in the society that we live in today, may I remind us that this foundation is also necessary for every one of your children and your family to be established on. But I believe it's also the foundation, as we've also heard this morning, that Jesus said that he would build his church. And this foundation that we'll speak of today is necessary 
for the church to be founded upon. That's why churches will go back and forth and some churches not even in existence today because of what takes place in this passage of Scripture. That great was the fall thereof. If you're here today and you're saying, I need something for my life, I'm going to introduce you to the foundation to be able to build upon. If you're saying, I need something for my family, then I'm going to introduce you to the foundation to be built upon. If you say, my marriage is falling apart, then I'm going to introduce you to the foundation that it can be built upon. Early this morning, as I was driving into the church, I was listening to Ron and Shelley Hamilton. Hamilton. How many enjoy listening to Ron and Shelley Hamilton sing? And as I was riding into church this morning, and uh, whatever came up random on the playlist, it was forever yours. Yours forever. Yours forever I will be. And as they went and sang through that song, I said, you know, I said, that's getting less and less today on marriages that'll be staying together. But yet those that are anchored and founded upon the word of God, upon this foundation, will be able to survive. I want you to see a few things. First of all, I want you to see the defining of the foundation. You say, Pastor, what is this foundation that we have? Well, let me share you what the scriptures say here. In verse number 24, the Bible says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. In other words, there are those that would hear the word of God and do the word of God. And so we also understand that over in the book of James, that James encouraged the Christians over there not to just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. You see, we have this foundation that's here. And Jesus is saying as we define this foundation, that this foundation is those that not only hear what the Bible says, which every one of you here this morning, you are listening to what the Bible has to say. But it's a different story to take what you hear from the Word of God and actually to put it into practice in your life and to be able to start doing the Word of God. We heard it in Simple Steps Recovery just a few weeks ago that the man gave the example that he was having a toothache and he went to the doctor's. And so they checked it out and he had an infection and he wrote out a prescription to him And so he went by the pharmacy and he picked up the prescription and he came back and he put the prescription on his kitchen table. And about three weeks went by and he still didn't have any relief from the pain. In fact, the pain was getting worse. So he went back to the doctor and he said, well, that pain should have been getting better. You ought to be at the end of that prescription right now. He said, what do you mean? He said, well, haven't you taken those pills that I've prescribed to you? He said, no. He said, I picked them up, but I put them on my table, and I haven't taken one of them. He said, you need to go back home and not just be a hearer of what I'm telling you to do, but you need to be a doer of what I'm telling you to do. And as we look at this foundation, may I remind us that the foundation is none other than the Word of God that our lives can be built upon. May I also remind us, it's not just the Word of God, but it is the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, I'll read this to us, as the Apostle Paul is talking to the church at Corinth. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, 
It says in verse number nine, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon for an other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Can I say if you're here this morning and your life is established and built on anything else, and it's your foundation of good feelings. If your hope for eternity is based upon those good feelings or upon your church that you're going to, may I say this, you don't have the right foundation. You see, foundations are something I can talk about because that's what I started doing in high school. Up in Maine was pouring concrete foundations, forming them up. And pouring the concrete inside, stripping those forms off, and then the master builders would be able to come and to be able to build the house. But you know, every once in a while, we got called back because there might have been a problem. We always started looking at the foundation on where the problem was. There was one, middle of the winter time. This was my mistake. I'm thankful my boss had insurance. How many believe it's wise to square up a square to be able to pour concrete? We're pouring a, a concrete pad for a garage floor. This was not just a four inch thick floor. This was, we dug all the way around it. So we had about 18 inches, 16 to 18 inches of a curb all the way around it. And then we built up on the sides to be able to have a concrete lip all the way around it. Listen, this was all one piece of concrete. They let it sit there for a few months and then they came out to be able to start building their building. They said, there's something wrong, something wrong. So they called in my boss and we went out there and I said, I remember that well, I mean, I finished that floor. I knew what was going on. You know what happened when I went from this corner, squaring that apart, uh, across, and I took the tape measure the other way, it came out right to the inch and a half. The problem is what I didn't realize is when I stretched it over there, my fingers were slipping, and it was exactly, it was exactly one foot out of square. Exactly one foot. It was the exact, in, exact inch and a half. That's what I was looking at. And I said, boy that, boy, that looks great. Man, it's right on the money. Man, we're good to go. Till they started building. You know what they had to do? Come in and tear that whole thing out. It's the middle of winter time. They had to dig down for the frost and get about three to four feet worth of frost out of that ground. Come back in and be able to refill it, compact that. We made sure the next time foundation was set right can i say this there's a lot that are in the problems and troubles that they're in today because your foundation's not right and defining the foundation is none other than the lord jesus christ and none other than being obedient to the word of god now as we look in this passage of scripture not just the defining of the foundation but let me show you and let's look at the destruction of the house the destruction of the house as we look down through, the Bible says this. He says in verse number 25, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. Jump down with me to verse number 27. We can read it again. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. What's the difference between the two houses? We have the exact same wind we have the exact same 
rain. We have the exact same floods. They're beating upon both houses. You see, what's the difference? The Bible says in verse number 25 that that one fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. The foundation was better. You see, we get down to verse number 27, and the Bible says that that wind beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall thereof. You say, well, we're just facing things that nobody else faces. Now, hold on. The Bible reminds us in Matthew chapter number 5 that, listen, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So we look at things in our lives and we say, listen, these things ought not to be happening to me because I'm trying my best to be able to go to church and to be able to live for God. Listen, it's the foundation. The same wind blows. How many are thankful? And I was, I was wondering yesterday because I went and got gas up here at Sam's Club. And for the first time, it was under $4. And I got it for $3.98, I think it was. And I wondered to myself, so who am I allowed to thank for this? Because I wasn't allowed to blame anybody. But I thought when I pulled up, listen, they don't pull up and check and my car says preacher on the license plate. They don't come up and say, oh, you're a pastor. Your gas is half price. They don't come up with the electric bills and say, hey, you're a church. And so you get a reduced rate. Can I say this? Whatever the situation is, listen, there's still diseases that hit those that are sitting in church the same way they hit people outside of the church. Hey, there are trials that people will face. Your marriage will face the same wind and rain beating against it as what that person out there in the world and their marriage will face. Guess what? Everybody has to raise teenagers if you have kids. My dad said this, and he raised five of us. We're all still alive. They may, I mean, we made it. I'm not sure how. But he said this, he said, listen, he said, I honestly believe, he said, when they turn 13, he said, you ought to put them in a 55-gallon drum with a hole in it and feed them across the room from it with a slingshot. He said, and then when they turn 18, plug the hole. <laughs> I don't know how many times I heard that, but I thought, listen, the things you go through as a family are the same things that other families go through. The same things you go as a marriage, go through as a marriage, are the same things that someone else goes through in their marriage. You say, oh no, I'm unique. And no one's ever had to go through this before. Yes, they have. And that's how we can be prepared to be able to comfort one another, to be able to help one another, to be able to encourage one another. Now listen, the destruction of the house, as we look at it, the same wind, the same rain, the same flood, but one fell and one stood firm. You say, what was the difference? The foundation that it was built upon. You've seen families that have gone through things and it'll just devastate them. And you know something, I mean... In a lot of cases, rightfully so. I'm not being insensitive to that whatsoever. But then you see some families go through things, and boy, they just seem to be as steady as a rock. 
You know why? Because they have Jesus. They have the Word of God. They have something that's making a difference in their heart and life, saying, listen, I don't have to go that direction, but I've got Jesus. I was reminded this past week as I read through the book of Job. When Job came out and everything was taken away from him. And he walked out and he said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What was the difference in his life? Listen, some things that would shake you down to your very core. But yet you've got Jesus. You've got someone to be able to hold on to. You have a foundation to be able to get back to. And as I looked at the destruction of this house, and one founded upon the rock, and the other was founded upon the sand. We had a foundation one time. It was right down on the coast of Maine. And some of those places along the coast of Maine, I mean, it drops right down. And so we actually had to stack forms one on top of another. And that was a 16-foot concrete wall that we were pouring there. It was a beautiful wall. Beautiful wall. Beautiful wall. It was beautiful. Until they decided to come and backfill the whole thing. And they come and put wet clay inside that foundation packed it all down there poured a concrete slab over the top of it boy they're ready to start building they start putting a house on it and by the next year they start seeing that concrete wall has separated out about two and a half inches at the top and coming down through there right on that corner you know what it was listen foundation was sure but what they started building with wasn't right i thought lord if you'd help us with that listen We need to build with the principles of the Word of God. You think about it in your life, young person. You think about it in your life, young married couple. Listen, your families that are being established. Listen, you better be careful what you're building with. We have a foundation. The destruction of the house because it was founded and built upon sand. You say, why would anybody do that? How many have ever just stood by the water over there at the beach and the tide's coming in and out and as you're standing there, the sand is running out from underneath your feet and you actually get unstable. Can you imagine building a house right on that? You you say, that's crazy. I'd never do that. But that's spiritually what some people try to do without building their marriage and their life and their family upon the word of God. I'm saying, Lord, help us. But then I want to come down. I want to close with this this morning on the subject matter of the doctrine of the house. You say, what do you mean the the doctrine of the house? Well, the Bible says after Jesus got done speaking here, the people were astonished at his doctrine. His doctrine. Now, I believe he's talking about chapters 5, 6, and 7, what we call the Sermon on the Mount. But as I looked at these six verses right here, as I began looking at them, I wanted to share just a few thoughts with us. The doctrine of the house, everyone is building, but on what? And I want you to think about in your heart and your life right now, your family, your marriage, your relationship, your life as a young person, you're building right now. But what are you building on? Now I found out this, you can have an absolutely beautiful house. But if it's built on sand, how many have ever watched those videos of when the, the river is overflowing and rushing down through there? Hey, 
That water is no respecter of persons. On taking that bank out, and it doesn't matter if it's a million dollar house or a $50,000 house. If that foundation isn't right, guess what? Just falling into the river and it's goodbye. Everyone's building. But what are you building with? What are you building on? You see, the Bible says that there's no, uh, no other foundation been laid other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, be careful what you build upon. You can build with gold, silver, and precious stones. Or you can build with wood, hay, and stubble. That's just going to get burned up. And I thought, Lord, if we look at the doctrine of this house, may we look at our lives and say, okay, what are we building upon? But then I also noticed this. Listen, the closer you are to the edge, the stronger your foundation must be. There were those that we built and we poured some foundations and they were right on the rocks and that water was beaten up right there to the bottom of the foundation. Boy, we had to make sure. Not just pouring something. You didn't just go in there and start leveling out some concrete. But listen, you had to drill down in there. You had to anchor that thing down. You had to give some anchor bolts and some rebar and to be able to hold that down. And I thought, listen, the closer you are to the edge. But here's the problem. We like to get out there where the view is and we like to live out there on the edge. The problem is you don't have the foundation to be able to support that. Young people get going in their lives and they say, hey, I can live out here on the edge. It's not bothering me. Problem is you don't have the foundation to support it. We got marriages that are living out there on the edge and you're saying, hey, we're right here on the fringe. Problem is you don't have the foundation to be able to support that. Now listen, it's awfully beautiful when you build right there on the edge of the water. Anybody ever been in a house like that? Boy, you can just build out there. You look out the window and you see the ocean, you see the lake, you see the mountains, whatever it may be. You know the money and the time and the effort that goes into the establishment of the foundation for that. And I thought, Lord, if you'd allow us to, <clears throat> the closer you build to the edge, <clears throat> the stronger your foundation must be. Then I'm going to give you this last thought. Our response to the Bible reveals our spiritual character. This entire passage of Scripture comes back to this subject matter. You've heard Jesus. You've heard the Word of God. What are you going to do with it? It's that simple. We say, listen, here it is. One, listen to Him, and here's what Jesus said. He said He's a wise man that built his house upon the rock. You know what he called the other one? A foolish man. You say, well, I don't like being called a fool. Then get to heaven and take it up with Jesus. Because he's the one that said it. If you can listen to the word of God and walk out and not do a thing with it, your response to the Bible reveals your spiritual character. If you can walk out, not do a thing with it, the Bible never makes a difference in your life. You never do anything that the Bible says. Listen, Jesus said you're foolish. I don't want to be a foolish man, do you? I don't want to be. 
I look at the the foundation, the principles that God's given to us here to be able to help my marriage and to be able to help my, my family and to be able to help our church. And I see those things throughout the Word of God. Can you imagine those that come in and say, listen, everything's falling apart. What am I supposed to do? Well, here's what the Bible says. Have you been doing that? No. Well, here's what the Bible says. Have you been doing that? Well, no, I, I just don't have time for that. Well, here's what the Bible says. Have you been doing that? Well, no, I just don't. And you wonder why your house is falling down around you? Because we hear the word of God and do nothing with it. A foundation to build upon in none other than the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God. May I remind us this morning? that there is a Jesus that came to this earth, shed every drop of his blood to be able to save our souls for eternity. Now listen, that's a foundation worth building upon. That's a foundation worth building upon. And I'm saying, Lord, when I read that in the Bible, listen, I want to build my life on that. Here's the foundation. I don't want to be on sinking sand. I don't want to just be on something, hey, the first storm comes, it's over with. Imagine those that had such a beautiful house. Hey, what went wrong? Foundation. Foundation. First place to always start looking. If there's a problem, start looking at the foundation. And I want to encourage us in our hearts and lives, listen. Are you building upon Christ? Are you hearing the word of God and doing it? Are you wondering why this same wind, the same rain, the same flood is beating against your house and you're fallen, but yet it's beating against another house and they're standing firm? The difference may be the foundation that they're standing upon. The doctrine of the house. You may be real close to the edge, but you haven't built a foundation that needs to be strong enough to be able to build that, to be able to hold that. Maybe you need to trust Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If I were to ask you this morning, if you were to take your last breath and go out into eternity, are you 100% sure that you would spend eternity with Jesus? If that answer is no, may I say this? That's the foundation you need to start with. That's where you need to start. Your, your life, your family, your marriage needs to start with Jesus. That's the foundation to build upon. But listen, there's some husbands and wives here. Listen, you need to get back to that foundation. Husbands, you haven't been building on that foundation like you should. Wives haven't been building on that foundation like you should. Well, I know that's what the Bible says, but I just don't want to do that. Well, at least you're honest about it. But don't say we don't want to do it and then wonder why everything's falling down around us a foundation to build upon none other than the Lord Jesus Christ and the Word of God.